0: Hey, what's going on? It's Mark here, and I just wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind. I know it's been a little while since I last posted the video, but I've been having some interesting conversations this week with a few of you, and something that's come up is basically this idea of whether this whole pickup thing or dating thing is good long-term because i've personally seen a lot of benefits but also detrimental effects in the long run from doing this long term i know that some of the people that i used to go out with that have been in this for years have also seen the same sorts of patterns and i think i thought i thought it was interesting because i was having a conversation with someone earlier this week and we were talking about this and he mentioned that a lot of times guys will do this for a few years they'll go out And then after a few years, they kind of go off and do their own thing. And the thing is that they never really come back to it. So the market is really saturated with guys that have been doing this for years, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it sort of engenders this culture of everyone is kind of just feeding off of each other's ideas and beliefs and so there's almost this ecosystem that's totally isolated and there's not, there's no like original ideas that are coming in Um, it's really based around the same framework and belief system for everyone so for me i think i'm in a unique position which is why i like to make these videos too is to offer my perspective especially having not watched pickup videos for a long time. I think it's been you know, 2017 or 2016 since I was watching and consuming content, whether it was with RSD or some of the other dating companies that I've seen on the market. So that being said, I have seen some videos here and there, whether it's for work or sometimes someone sends me a video to watch and maybe I'll watch a few minutes of it or maybe i watch the whole thing, but I haven't really sat down and searched for something and and watched it all the way through in a long, long time. It's been, I would say, four years. Um, And the reason I bring that up is because I don't think that's necessarily a good or a bad thing. I think it's totally fine if this is something that maintains your interest over a long period of time. I know a lot of great guys that have been doing this for years longer than I have, and they still consume content and they go out consistently and all that. But here's my question is, is this a good thing in the long term? And I think there's both pros and cons, like anything else, to that question. So here are some of the the benefits that I see. I mean, I think that a lot of the benefits are obvious, but the main ones that I see are that it gets guys out of the house, especially guys that maybe grew up more as nerds or they felt left out or they felt like outcasts, kind of like I did at one point. You know, I used to go to like a high school party and kind of feel out of place, like a fish out of water. I didn't know how to act. I would sit in the corner and I I would feel self-conscious about myself. I'm like, what do I do? Do I play on my phone? This is before smartphones as well. I remember I had like one of those sliding phones. And so I would kind of scroll through my sliding phone, checking for messages, even though I knew that there was no messages to read. I knew there was no unread messages for me to check. And since I didn't have a smartphone, I couldn't like browse the internet or anything like that, but I would just kind of find an excuse to do something else and to try to distract myself while everyone else is having a good time and socializing while I just feel awkward and weird and out of place. And the interesting thing is, I know a lot of guys who were more popular who have opened up to me recently as well, even some of my friends from high school, and they even admit that sometimes they felt out of place, which was surprising to me. Because you can't judge someone just from the outside. You don't know what they're thinking about, what's going through their mind. Maybe they're self-conscious. And sometimes the guys that feel like or seem the most normalized are actually the ones that have the most on their minds about whether they look a certain way or whether they're portraying a certain image or whether you know they're cool or not. So. There's a lot of these questions, right? And I think one of the benefits about this whole community is we're allowed to be more open. And once again, it gets us out of the house. It kind of forces us to go out and socialize and get more social experience, which is a benefit. Another benefit that I see is it gets a lot of guys into personal development. Oftentimes, the pickup community is a gateway drug into personal development which I think can be a good thing. That being said, I have seen some limitations when it comes to personal development, especially if you go all in for a long, long period of time. And this, so here's the thing, is that with anything, if you have too much of a external locus of control, basically meaning that you stop making decisions for yourself, you lose your autonomy and you allow other people to influence you to make all your decisions for you, then you start to lose your sense of self. And that happens with anything, whether it's religion, whether it's with business coaching, whether it's with dating coaching, it happens all across the board. And how do I know? It's because I've been in a lot of those communities myself because I've tried to fix myself throughout my life, whether it was with my health or my finances or with my dating life. There's been so many areas where I've tried to improve. And yes, self-development can be good to an extent, but when you take it too far, it could almost be toxic because people start shaming you if you're not doing that thing, right? So an example in the pickup community or the pickup world is let's say you go out with another guy and you both know about, you know, you're supposed to go out and approach and go out and warm up or whatever it is. And so you see an attractive girl walk by and your friend tells you, you need to go approach her. You need to go approach her. And you feel this anxiety because you're like, I know I should be doing this, almost like an obligation, but something's stopping you. It's like, I don't really feel like talking to her. So instead of listening to your intuition or the way you feel, you actually force yourself to go and talk to that girl. And here's the thing is that sometimes the outcome It's good, which is positive reinforcement, and other times it doesn't go so well, but in either case, you feel like you did the right thing because that's the right thing according to that culture. So in the paper culture or within the RSD circles, that's the right thing to do. So if you miss that opportunity, oftentimes the person you're going out with will shame you. You're gonna judge yourself because you're telling yourself, oh, I can't believe I missed that opportunity. I did the wrong thing. And that question in itself really messes with you over time because it comes up over and over. You ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? And as you're talking to a girl, for example, you might be questioning to yourself, is what I'm saying the right thing? And then you run out of things to say because that's the only question that you're asking in your mind. And so what happens is that you become incredibly self-judgmental. And that actually restricts your ability to socialize. So that's one of the cons. I I quickly transitioned from benefits to cons here, but that's one of the drawbacks I see personally within the pickup community, within dating coaching sometimes is, yeah, sometimes it is good to push yourself outside your comfort zone, but it's also good to recognize what's in alignment with you. Right, so there's a balance there. And then I know guys are, you might be asking me, you might be asking yourself, how do we know that balance? How do we know that, you know, what, what if that was just me, my emotions, right, that I have to get over? How do I know when to push myself and when not to push myself? Well, here's the thing, is that it's okay to push yourself. It's okay to play to win. But also recognize if you miss that opportunity, that's okay too. Opportunities are abundant and if you have a true abundance mentality, not this fake abundance about having a rotation, if you have true abundance, you recognize that opportunities are abundant. There's going to be another opportunity that comes your way. If you miss that, that chance, it's okay. Because some guys, I've seen dating coaches say, yeah, that could have been your wife or your future girlfriend. It's like, yeah, that's true. But I didn't approach, I missed that opportunity. So am I going to beat myself up and tell myself that I just missed out my opportunity to meet my future wife? Or am I saying to myself, well, I trust the universe that it's going to work out and that maybe that decision, who knows what would have happened. Maybe I would have run over cross the street or tried to cross the street and I get hit by a car because I was trying to talk to this girl who knows you don't know right so I know that sounds like a ridiculous example you're probably thinking to yourself that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard um I actually have a funny story too there's this one time I was at the mall and I was getting coached by this guy and the guy that was that was coaching me he was like go talk to that girl so I turn around immediately. Like I, I used to have like a really quick instinct when it came to, um, when someone told me what to do, I was like, all right, I'm going to jump in, um, just go all in. Right. So I turn around immediately and I start walking and there's like a staircase and I, like I trip and I twist my ankle and I fall down the stairs and it was not only just embarrassing, it was super painful and I actually sprained my ankle and I had to get like, my ankle wrapped for a few weeks, and I was training for the LA Marathon at the time, and it totally ended my training, um, which was unfortunate, but maybe that was a good thing too. Who knows, right? And that's the, that's the mentality though, is if you ever seen someone like Conor McGregor, this guy is competitive. He has a focus, right? Whenever he's going to fight someone, he has that confidence to say, I'm going to knock you out in the first, 20 seconds of the first round and he goes out he trains super hard he works super hard but then you notice when he lost to floyd mayweather he was also happy he was like life is amazing that's a true abundance mentality you're in abundance when you're totally free from expectations and outcome yes you try to win you're playing to win you're playing this game to win But if you don't win, that's also okay. And so that's something that I feel like is missing a lot of times when it comes to coaching, when it comes to this whole community, is that freedom from expectations and outcome. Now I understand, you're probably asking yourself, well, okay, how do you measure that though? Right, if you don't have expectations, if you don't have an outcome or goal that you're going for, how can you actually improve? Well, there's a balance here and this is a nuanced question. And what happens is guys or people in general, we tend to want to just go for the simple black and white answer. But when it comes to something like this, it's not just black and white. It's not just black and white. You can't just say, oh, you have to do this every time or you have to do this every time. Every example is contextual and a lot of times we lose that context because we wanna make rules for ourselves when it comes to socializing and dating. The issue with that is that when you try to make dating or socializing black and white, it's inherently not black and white, it's fluid, and so you're fighting against the current. And so this brings up another topic of masculine versus feminine thinking and masculine versus feminine energy, which I know I have a feeling that I might have lost you here which is totally fine because I used to kind of be like that too where I heard the word masculine and feminine energy and suddenly I want to stop listening. Um, I totally get that but what I'll say I'll I'll try to make it more practical for you to digest because sometimes when we use the word energy and feminine energy you're like all right I, I just want to hear the practical steps but let me actually break this down for you because I want to add a different perspective on this. So when it comes to this whole topic or this theme of masculine versus feminine energy, the way I see it as well is that you can make a distinction between logical, logic and rationality versus emotion and emotional intelligence and empathy and things like that. Now. I believe there needs to be a balance between the two. And what tends to happen is that we engage very rationally, especially as a male, right? And I don't mean to generalize in terms of whether you're a man or a woman. Sometimes there's feminine guys and there's masculine girls and I have a balance between the two as well. And people have a different mixture according to how they were raised and how they were born and that's totally fine. But when it comes to a masculine way of viewing things, and a feminine way of viewing things, oftentimes men, and once again, I don't mean to generalize, but I'm just saying this for the sake of convenience, in this example for you to understand, but a lot of times men, or masculine people, they will view things in a very rational, logical, task-oriented way. Whereas, a more feminine person will view things from a more emotional perspective. And they'll view things from more of a social and emotional intelligence perspective. And the way, here's an example, is it's almost, okay, so think about it this way. Let's say you ask a girl out, right, you, you meet a girl in the street, take her number, and You set a date. You say, let's go to sushi tomorrow, 7 p.m. So tomorrow comes along, and you go to the sushi restaurant, and you have this date set, and 7 p.m. comes around, right? You're excited for this. And let's say, you know, when you set the date, she was really excited also to go on this date with you. But 7 p.m. comes around, you're excited, she's not showing up. 7.10 comes around, she's still not there. Now you're thinking to yourself, what the heck, right? 7.20 comes around and you're like, all right, now I feel like I'm wasting my time. And then finally you get a text at 7.26 and she says, hey, I'm sorry, I can't make it. You know, I have something else that came up. Now here's the thing, is that for guys, a lot of times or masculine people, we will view a time Or an appointment as a commitment and we'll say you weren't true to your word you broke your word and we'll almost want to berate the other person or we just won't want to see that person again because they're not trustworthy they broke their word and that's totally understandable now here's the thing though is that from a feminine person's perspective or from a feminine perspective they were still being truthful to themselves technically, but their truth was more emotional rather than logical. So from a masculine person's perspective, we tend or people tend to view truth as black or white, right? You made a commitment, I'm gonna hold you to your word, you better show up. Whereas from a feminine perspective, they are being true in an emotional sense. In that moment, when they agreed to go on a date with you they were feeling very truthful in that moment they really liked you they really enjoyed that conversation or that interaction and they agreed to go with you because that's truly how they were feeling they spoke their mind in that moment they they were speaking how they felt emotionally now what happened is that the next day when they didn't show up maybe they had something come up that engaged them more emotionally in that moment So they were being truthful to themselves. And this is the difference between logical truth and emotional truth. And I feel like a lot of times this is a difference that a lot of people just don't really recognize or understand sometimes. And a lot of guys that I've worked with and also myself, I remember I used to think, I don't wanna waste my time, right? If I'm gonna set a date, if I'm gonna set an appointment, you better show up sort of thing. But now I've become more empathetic to the other side, right? Because I've come to realize that some people are just more emotional in that regard. And it's about being empathetic to that perspective too. So in case maybe you're highly analytical, maybe you majored in engineering or math or physics and or economics and you're more of a logical person, which I can resonate with. That was very much me in the past. Being able to cultivate that empathy or that ability to also reach your emotional side and to become more emotionally intelligent and realizing that sometimes it's okay to be more emotionally truthful with yourself. So this is the difference, right? Because if you're highly analytical, you're going to struggle more with that because you're gonna overthink and think to yourself, well, can I make that commitment? But sometimes it's okay. Like if you're out at a nightclub, it doesn't need to be like you're discussing a business deal. It doesn't need to be like you're at work. It doesn't need to be like you're solving a math problem. It can be fluid and you could just speak how you feel It's not about overthinking what you're saying because a lot of guys ask that question of what should I say? But if you wanna become more emotionally intelligent, is that really the right question? Doesn't it make more sense to ask yourself, well, how do I feel about what I'm saying? If you really wanna cultivate emotional intelligence, if you wanna be a better communicator with women, because women are more emotionally intelligent, that's more how they communicate, doesn't it make more sense to come from that perspective? And so that's what I invite you to consider. And maybe you disagree with me on that. It's totally fine too, right? I'm just offering a different perspective for you. And I'm challenging a lot of these beliefs that are set into place, because what I find is that a lot of dating coaches out there for guys will teach guys a very masculine way of, of viewing things. And what I'm offering is a counterbalance. Yeah. I. I do see the value in offering an analytical perspective too. Maybe you saw my 10-minute poll video and you're like, wow, this is very different from the rest of your content. But it's because I believe in a balance and also just I trust my intuition to put out content that I feel like putting out there. Honestly for me, I felt conflicted about putting that video out there, but I had this intuitive sense that I just wanted to surrender to that feeling. Because there was this intuition within me that was saying, just put it out. And what I've seen is it's actually been a blessing, right? Because I've gotten to connect with a lot of you. Because maybe you watched that video, you got value from it, you reached out to me with questions and it's been really enjoyable to connect with you. But let me wrap up this point too. so. When it comes to emotional intelligence, when it comes to becoming a better communicator with women, it's also about cultivating that emotional side because we have the rational side of ourselves. We have the emotional side. And I was actually watching this course on CBT recently. and In CBT they talk about how you also have the wise side. So you essentially have three sides to your mind. And when it comes to that emotional part of you, sometimes as guys we don't really tap into that and being able to tap into more of that side of you will make you more fluid and it'll make communication and socializing more effortless that being said I'm not perfect at it I tap into my logical side all the time um, especially when I'm working and so I'm not perfect with socializing and you might meet me and, and be like this guy is pretty awkward actually And, you know, it's it's the truth. I I also admit that I'm imperfect and I don't intend on being a guru to anyone. I'm just speaking from my perspective and what I've learned over the last few years and what served me in my relationship, because that might be another thing is that with this whole pickup stuff, for me, I never viewed it as like a long term thing. I never viewed it as I want to dedicate my life to this for the next 20-30 years or my lifetime. I viewed it more from the perspective of I want to learn this skill set, I want to essentially learn this, I'm going to dedicate 5 years to this so that I can get to the point where I'm comfortable, more comfortable socially, more comfortable with dating and to essentially have a you know relationship if that's what I desire with someone that I really connect with. So that was a perspective I was coming from because I know that guys get into this for different reasons. Um, there are some guys that I've seen that have stayed consistent for years, almost 10 years, which is very, <laughs> that's it's a very interesting thing. I don't know if I would personally be able to do that. But I just want to share that perspective because m- you might resonate with that too. I spoke with a few of you and I understand I've, I've heard similar perspectives on that too where some of you also just you don't see yourself running out running around a mall in 20 years trying to like stop girls and get their numbers you don't see yourself 30 years from now running out to the nightclub trying to like do this stuff right for you it's more about just doing this for a few years um, learning about this getting some experience and maybe moving on to other parts of your life, or maybe potentially helping other guys with this too. That's sometimes a goal that I hear as well. But whatever the case is, what I'm preaching is more of of a perspective of balance and more focusing on emotional intelligence than pickup skills because those are different things. And it's important, I think, to recognize that distinction. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, If you have any questions, once again, feel free to reach out to me via email, martino360 at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'll talk to you soon.